0: or not you've got eggs. Earthlings, I would greet you, but you know the drill. Matt, how are you doing? Hey, you guys know the drill. I'm doing Mighty fine. <sighs> so, I'm just going to get right into it. I mean, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be straightforward. I liked this movie. <laughs> This was a good movie.
1: Yeah, this movie, Elephant Man? Yeah,
0: it's good. It's pretty good. So, Elephant Man, I'm just going to redo the Wikipedia. You know how I be. Uh, 1980 British-American historical drama film about Joseph Merrick, a.k.a. the Elephant Man. You've probably heard of, you know, his name or maybe seen clips on YouTube. That's how I was first introduced to this movie was I just watched YouTube clips all the time as a kid, the thing... uh, i don't know, batman whatever and you'd go down the rabbit hole and
1: i found elephant man who needs netflix when you can just go on movie clubs and see the best scenes and then you don't watch all the other garbage in the movie
0: and then i have to i would go on like wikipedia and read the movie uh plot so i could piece it all together fiend yeah, an absolute cinema fiend i thought like streaming movies was illegal so i didn't do it <laughs> until when Oh, I don't know. Probably until, like, I really started feeding for anime, and then I just was streaming that, and then uh, I was corrupted.
1: As soon as I found out you could get things for free online, like video <laughs> and game-wise, I was like, yeah, it's just hit me up. I played play Fallout 3 when I was, like, 13, and I pirated it on my computer. And just, like, pirate indie games, and... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I pirated a cuphead. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Support, uh... Those <laughs> guys have enough money Give me my game
0: Yeah That's a good thing Is if an indie game gets big Then you don't have to feel bad anymore And then, yeah, then you, you can, can pirate it And yeah. steal it And give them nothing Because then you're stealing From the 1% Yeah so And that's good That's a base And that's based Yeah so yeah Elephant Man It was directed by King Lynch Thank you Thank you Base Lynch Screenplay Screenplay in part by him the, the screenplay was just Brought to him 'Cause um they were writing a script and they're like, Who would be good? They picked some directors, they took it to Lynch and he liked it. And then I don't know if you read this but um well A, uh Brooks films, Mel Brooks, his company, they produce this, but they removed Mel Brooks' name from it because people didn't they didn't want people to see that and think, Oh, this is gonna be a comedy and then watch the movie
1: and not laugh once. The elephant man, he was just a regular guy until he <laughs> he started growing a trunk this summer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought this movie was going to be. A rom-com? Yeah, like, I mean, Elephant Man. (laughs) I thought it was going to be something, you know, maybe some action in there, some heroics, but uh, it's just a really sad story about this guy who, it doesn't really look like an elephant at all, by the way, okay? Just because he has a big head. I mean, lots of people, (laughs) lots of animals have big heads. I don't even get why he's called Elephant Man. (laughs)
0: Uh, I don't know. Elephant's kind of had that curve in their head, and he kind of has that.
1: Like, I guess. but Uh, uh, Like, if I saw him, and nobody told me he was with Elephant Man, I would not think Elephant Man. But you gotta call him something besides, you know... I mean, Elephant Man's probably nicer than what other people were calling him at the time. The rom-com could be, like, there could be a scene
0: where his trunk is getting bigger, and then... (laughs) You know his girlfriend, who's been there with them until this point, but that's kind of the breaking point. She sits down and she says, "You know, we gotta talk about the elephant in
1: the room." <laughs> That'd be good. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's bring this to a couple of studios. I think. I think with those, you know, it's got brand recognition. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a family appeal. We get the rock, in it, it'll be good. The Rock Has the Elephant Man? Yeah, let's get The Rock as the Elephant Man. I would pay to see that. Yes. I would not
0: steal that. I would pay for that movie to be made. <laughs> On yts.mx. Don't look up that <laughs> website.
1: Don't go there. Seriously, don't. Don't. I'm not joking. I'm, go do- to Blockbuster if you want to watch a movie. Yeah. Shit. Make the drive. Yeah. she's pay your dues, man.
0: <laughs> Jesus. And it stars, the big two stars in this. Anthony Hopkins, John Hurt. Yeah killer and, and, performances and kenny baker and kenny baker i saw him and i was like shit is that kenny <laughs> baker look it up yep r2d2 in this movie oh yeah but uh, yeah those are the sparks notes on the movie it made a lot of money and was nominated for i think like six or eight academy awards and it
1: won zero <laughs> i was like how the odds of that are pretty low yeah like, you know, they kind of got shorted here like all right, you know, just for the sake of it, let's take a quick look at the nominees at the time. Sure. And
0: uh, because of that, people were, like, outraged that they didn't even um, give it props for this amazing costuming and makeup in this movie. So that's why they created
1: the uh, category for this. Yeah, I heard that. Like, people were writing in saying, how come you're not going to honor it? The magnificent yeah. makeup in this, and then after they didn't do anything about it, but then the next year they're like, Okay, hey, there's a makeup. <laughs> okay, this is the deal. Okay, what was it up against? Um, so best picture it was up against ordinary people, I don't know that movie, uh, coal miner's daughter, uh huh, Tess, and Raging Bull. Okay. But here's the thing Raging Bull didn't win ordinary people one so that's a bad look raging bull isn't a an oscar movie
0: though. <laughs> what it's not it's not an oscar movie kind of heavy
1: well it's this low they love scorsese at the academy come on not that much not yeah. that heavy uh, but the ordinary people one
0: so okay now i'm gonna have to watch that <laughs> you know maybe i'm wrong maybe that's a dynamite
1: movie i doubt it who, who is it by who's it director by Ordinary people. Yeah, Robert Redford. Who's that? He's um the Sundance Kid. Oh, okay. And uh, he's also in Captain America: The Winter Soldier as the bad guy. Who's that? He just plays like you know when they just get a guy and they're like just be. Just, was he just like an FBI just, guy? Or he's, something? He was a Hydra guy. Oh, okay. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm evil. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't good Redford. You gotta watch his old stuff. <laughs> I don't remember that movie. I just remember just <laughs> one that's scene. That's a classic Marvel movie. That's Winter the best Marvel... Yeah,
0: that's
1: the best MCU movie. I just remember there's a scene where Ca-
0: Captain America and the Winter Soldier are, like, in an apartment or something, and then they're running away from the FBI or something. <laughs> and that's it? That's he, all you remember? He's punching FBI guys in an apartment. And then they escape narrowly. Name three Captain America comics right now. Go. Okay. Captain America. Nice. N- number one. Yeah. Captain America. Kills China. Yeah.
1: The classic. Captain, <laughs> the classic romp. Captain America and LeBron James uh, go to McDonald's. That was a good one for a promotional comic. That was pretty good.
0: Captain America fights Muhammad Ali. <laughs>
1: All time classic.
0: You know, he's got some good hits. Yeah, they put Stanley made some good Captain America comics.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stanley made some good <laughs> ones. Yeah, yeah. Stanley, XLCR, <laughs> True Believers. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Okay, the mo- here's
0: the plot of the movie. There's this guy named Joseph Merrick, and for some reason in this script they call him John Merrick because in One of the characters in this uh, movie, Treves' book, he, in real life, the Dr. Treves, he wrote this book about Joseph Merrick and he called him John Merrick in the book for some reason. I, I I can't find an answer as to why he did that. My guesses are maybe Joseph Merrick told him that his name was John Merrick and then they didn't find out until after they found like his actual birth certificate or something. Uh, it was a nickname. <laughs> yeah I guess. Or he thought that John Merrick just sounded better and more regal or something.
1: John Merrick. Yeah, answer is Joseph Merrick.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I can I don't know why he did that, but the movie honored that and called him John. Uh, John of, Merrick. Kind of a
1: troll moment by Tree. Would you not agree <laughs> to just be like, yeah, you know, hey, what's up, Johnny? What's I don't know. I need name, to know man? the reason because maybe it's uh, innocent. It's just, it's just meant to be. You know, he just he was Joseph and he was John Merrick. But here's what the movie's about. There's this doctor, what's his first name, do you remember? Frederick.
0: Frederick Trees. And he's at a carnival, and then he's walking around sort of aimlessly, and then he sees big bright sign, Freaks. He goes into this building, and he goes deeper and deeper and deeper into this seemingly never-ending freak show. And as he gets deeper and deeper, he sees people start walking away crying, people shouting obscenities about what they're seeing, and then he finds the deepest cavern of them all where there's the Elephant Man. And before he can actually see him, this guy comes in and he's like, this is too disgusting. You can't be showing this. I mean, freaks are one thing, but this is like a monstrosity. This is next level. Uh, So the police, they're like, all right, you heard him. Get out of here. And trees can't see him. But he's obsessed with seeing this elephant man. So he hires people to go out and look for um, the elephant man's business manager. What was his name again? Mr. Bites. I gotta start writing the stuff down. I can't remember characters' names. Like it's just in one ear and out the
1: other. Mr. Bites. Well, like, I don't blame you when they're going, oi Mr. Boyd's Like, what did you say? Fucking British people. That's a, that's minus one bag right off the hop. By the way, <laughs> for British people. Yeah. Yeah. Minus one bag. I'm like that with Italian Americans. <laughs> They start talking about that's why you don't rate Raging Bull okay <laughs> because Scar says he didn't do it for you and his I ay, aye aye you a go and like Saturday Night Fever
0: where he's hey. talking about, hey ma I gotta hey, you
1: can't talk bad about that movie on the show you know this it's, <laughs> it's kind of boring <laughs> whoa <laughs> but it's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a good movie yeah, yeah, good no. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um yeah anyways so yeah He's obsessed with finding this this elephant man, so he hires people to go look for Mr. Bites. Eventually, someone finds him. He goes and meets Mr. Bites, and he's like, "I'll pay handsomely to to see him." And then you get this great scene where they do quick cuts of the elephant man, where you can't fully see him, and then it just does a slow zoom in on Treve's face, where he just has like this most this just deep like shock and sadness and disbelief and he's he's mouth agape and like a tear flies down I mean it's really uh it's really something yeah Anthony Hopkins in this movie does a really really good job Mm. he just plays a super honest respectful and like conscientious character yeah I think he does a really good job and John Hurt as the elephant man does a great job and I also, outside of the movie, he had to sit for, like, uh, something like seven to eight hours each day uh, for them to apply the makeup. Mm. He would get there at, like, 5 a.m., and then they'd start shooting in the evening. Like, goddamn! <laughs> like, to be able to act after having to just sit there doing nothing for hours, I mean, I, I wouldn't have the energy to do that, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, I hope they let him, like, pull out a Game
1: Boy or something, <laughs> like, oh, this is 1980 like 80 oh. You to watch like Wheel of Fortune in the middle of the day while he's getting the makeup done. <laughs> hey, bless up, John Harris. Hey, you're a real one. Ooh, that's what I'm
0: talking about, man. Let's go. I'll edit that out. <laughs> if I if I don't remember to edit that part out of the phone falling, uh... no, it, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Don't worry about it. Just keep listening.
1: <laughs> you love <cult> of personality. <laughs> you love cult of personality. Tell all your friends. (laughs) Share it on Instagram. (laughs) Um, And then the drama from this movie just comes from,
0: well, Trees wants to keep him in the hospital. He wants to give him a permanent residence there because he doesn't want him existing as a freak show animal elsewhere. Um, And then what happens is that Trees... Has to basically battle through life. That's what the movie's about. Yeah. And it's really, really good. Not only is a makeup for um, Joseph Merrick really, really good. I should say Joseph. I already said that. Joseph Merrick is the other one. Um, but the costuming and the set design is seriously so realistic. I like it. The whole movie, I was thinking that they went back in time with the camera and just filmed just day-to-day life there. Mm-hmm. You know, they have actors with different uh, English accents depending on like what class they're in. All the costuming is really good. Like it looks really expensive. Um, there's a scene where they go to Treves's house and it's just like full of old like fine china and like silver picture frames and... It's really expensive looking. Joseph Merrick eventually gets like a custom tailored suit that looks really good. Everyone's just giving him gifts. <sighs> I don't know it looks it looks really amazing the 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 camera work on this is really good yeah. and the, the choice to shoot in black and white I think really adds to the effect of like it just makes it feel more old and more authentic because if movies were a thing during Joseph Merrick's time, which I'm pretty sure they weren't uh what what year is this movie set um take a you you check
1: okay uh this victorian era, but it's a decent span of time. Let's see when Joseph Merrick died. Um, he died in 1890, yeah. so yeah, they didn't have movies. But, like, if
0: you thought movies were a thing back then, they would be in black and white, and I think that's why they did it, because it's not, like, an eraser head where it's black, just to add to sort of that, to make it more dark, more depressive, more nightmarish. Uh, and this, I think it's more so to just trick your mind into thinking, like, this is in the past... If it was in color, it might be a bit immersion-breaking, I think.
1: Yeah, like, he foregoes color, and you think it'd be, like, an easy choice given, like, the kind of dire subject matter, Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's in Victorian England. But it's an inspired choice, because uh, Lynch really knows how to film in black and white. This is a really well-shot and well-directed film, and it's, like, more straightforward than you would expect from Lynch if you know his other stuff. Mm-hmm. uh like this is even more straightforward than wild at heart i would say yeah uh and that might be in part because of course he didn't write the script like he said it was just shop to him and he liked it a lot mm-hmm. but uh, this this is a great film mm-hmm. um the camera work is great and mm-hmm. the direction is great uh, the performances as you mentioned already yeah really good uh, i really like anthony hawkins in this he's really versatile you know it, compare a role like this which is like direct opposite uh like you know morally to like his hannibal lecter yeah he does both extremely convincingly he he has this kind of stare that you can be either kind of icy or warm Mm i don't know he has a good command of it it's really good the performances are great um you know this is a movie that you've kind of seen before Mm -hmm. okay because this movie is a biopic i like biopics yeah you know but this is a biopic of a sort of tragic nature where yes. it's sort of like, you know, it's like um, like a precious or like, uh, you know, like a Rudy, except there's no happy ending. You know? <laughs> um, this movie does a pretty great job, though, of getting you to sympathize. One thing that I noticed that people I think criticize about this movie, and perhaps it's because it's so straightforward is that maybe the movie is like a little too moralizing, like a little too sentimental 'cause this is very
0: that's what i'm thinking i I thought too because Joseph Merrick is just like
1: ultimate good he he yeah he's just such a stand up character, and I'm sure he was a good guy, yeah um but like basically he's just this guy who dealt the worst hand possible Mm -hmm. uh and then through it all he just sort of rises up and... and he never says like anything bad about any other people he's
0: very appreciative there's like a handful of scenes where you know people are being nice to him and then he breaks down in tears saying that you know he never thought anyone would be this kind to him he doesn't deserve this kindness so i do get like even at parts for me i was like this is very very Sweet. sweet like this is like honey or jam like very thick with its yeah. sweetness but I, you know i don't know maybe that's just me kind of being a cynic and being like well ah nobody would be that nice you know what i mean i don't yeah. know
1: well you know what in this two-hour movie um you see joseph or john get rescued um from mr bites Mm -hmm. who is like this drunkard yeah uh, and he beats him yeah uh but then he also has like this golem thing where he's like "Ah, my treasure Mm -hmm. i love you john but in like a weird slave kind of way yeah um which apparently in real life that there was no mr bites that was like a dick like that he had like a good manager and then when it was time to be done they're like all right split ways
0: and apparently like he he entered himself into freak shows not that i think that he would have um how do i phrase this i think um he did it willingly with air quotations because there's no other way to make money so he
1: well and then there is part of the argument that this movie is a little too sentimental is that they have to add drama to it because you know it's more appealing or to have john be you know essentially a slave living in a dungeon being beaten and then for him to move on to high-class Victorian society than if you're just, like, a normal guy and then got famous. You know what I mean? Like, they're adding yeah. that portion.
0: Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think that you need... I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with
1: it, too. There's nothing wrong with a sentimental film. Like, there's yeah. a difference between something that's sweet and something that's kind of saccharine. And yeah. it just kind of leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah. Because it's too sweet. But this movie um, does it, it... Like, toes the line pretty well. The thing is, like... The movie's two hours. Yeah. And in this two hours, you get kind of Joseph's rise. Um, and then he gets kidnapped at one point, but then he just comes back. Mm-hmm. And then for the most part of the film, like you're just seeing society's reaction to him. You're seeing his daily struggles and hurdles and his triumphs over them and his setbacks and, you know, hopes and dreams and yada, yada, yada. So for the most part, it is like, a, a nice character piece that really, you know, shows that John Merrick was, like, a really good guy. Like, yeah. you know, he was an exemplary person. Um, not,
0: not just that, but I think what it hammers home is that, like Animal Collective said, um, he is more than what's outside of him. And that the truly ugly and gross people are the people who would look down, ridicule, and torment those less fortunate. Yes. I yeah. think that's it. I think Animal
1: Collective always says it best. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Lucas. No problem. But the movie's like not too like he's, I'm sure he was a good guy. It's not like a hagiography or anything like that. This is a well-shot picture. It's a well-acted picture. I like the script in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty solid. Um, there's some really standout scenes in this, like all-time great scenes. Yeah. Uh, two big ones are number one the one that people probably know and and I will lie I saw this on movie clips before I saw me this too. movie me too
0: I think I know what you're gonna say uh,
1: it's the railway station scene yes where after he returns from being kidnapped uh, in France he comes back to an English railway station and this dumbass kid just comes why with, is your head so big why is your head so big because he's wearing a hood and he's like why is your head so big why is your head so big and it's like w- why is your head so fucking small you dumbass <laughs> kid <laughs> And then all these other kids come and then he accidentally knocks over a little girl and then they're like, hey, that guy's a freak. Yeah. And then he's got a little mob chasing him into like this weird restroom type area. Yeah. And then he's like, stop. No. And that's these are the lines that are on the poster. He's like, I'm not an animal. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I'm not a
0: monster. I'm not a
1: monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a great scene. Uh, amazingly acted. Uh, the shot of, like, everybody in the crowd and then just Joseph at the edge of the frame, just his head in view mm-hmm. while he shouts that. It, it, it's a really something memorable. Yeah. The other great scene is the scene at the end of the movie, the very ending of the movie, actually. And I forgot to mention and we should mention that, you know, there is some Lynchianness in this. Mm-hmm. It's not just because it's black and white. It's, Because he bookends the film with these two surrealist sequences. The first one is, I guess, based on the legend that Mr. Bites presents about John, which is that his mother was four months pregnant, and then he got knocked down. Yeah, she got knocked down by an an elephant. elephant. I don't know if this was, like, a subtle allusion to, you know, uh, like, (laughs) sexual violation. It it
0: definitely was, because in the first... part of the movie you see her like watching some elephants and it's like this really eerie slow motion scene and then they knock her down and then you get some imagery with her and the elephant and then there's a shot of like white smoke emerging yeah like
1: yeah yeah uh i'm not gonna question the logistics of that because i'm gonna (laughs) assume that in real life that's physically impossible (laughs) um but then um it, it's it's a cool sequence you see this lady screaming he does this blur effect where like her mouth start to blend together mm-hmm. he does the some classic Lynchian sound design there yep. uh it's very nice and then at the end of the film and the very ending scene is joseph um unfortunately is giant is dying because he has uh like some breathing well he's got like the pulmonary disorder that makes it so like yeah you're gonna die from this yeah his lungs are this weak he in the film he can't sleep on his side and that's something he always dreams of because he has to sleep with his head on his knees otherwise the size of his head will just kill him yeah um and he'll suffocate and at the end of the film he finishes he, he i think he knows he's dying yeah and he finally finishes this model he's seen of a church where he can only see the top spire and none of the rest so he had to build it all from his imagination And he signs his name, John Merrick, and he looks at the picture on the wall of the child sleeping, Mm -hmm. and he takes all the pills off his bed, and he goes to bed for the last time. Yeah. And then you get, like, this 2001 sequence where you're flying in space for a second. Like, you see all the stars, and then they all start moving, like, in, like, the Star Trek warp or something. Yeah. Um, And then you hear his mom recite some lines from Tennyson or something, like some poem about nothing ever dies. Yeah. And... the boom, the end, and it's a great scene. Those two scenes were the stand up for me, especially that ending was so great. They used this song like Adagio for Strings, mm-hmm. and you've heard it in a bunch of stuff before. I looked it up, it was in a movie I think that we actually reviewed, but I can't remember which one it was. Mm. Um, but it's just like it's a, it's a great score to underlie the scene. Apparently, they were like, we shouldn't use this. Because, yeah, I read that. Because they were like, uh, it's just, it'd be like putting Ride of the Valkyries in a movie now. Yes. Where everyone's like we we've I've seen this, seen this in Apocalypse mil- now. Yeah, I've seen this a million times before. And they're like, no, keep it, keep it. I think the composer was like, keep it, keep it. Like, <laughs> it works, okay? Yeah. It was a good decision to keep it because it just works perfectly. This is a very, very poignant film you know, it's a very honest and sincere film and that, once again, will throw people off, but, like, this is a really, like, stunning portrait uh, of a man Delta the worst card. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, done really well. There's
0: a, a third scene for me that I want to add to that list. Um, and it's just a very quiet and real scene where John and Trees are in the room together and John just says, I have a question that i've been mean to ask you and he's like oh yeah what is it and he's like can you c- cure me and then he's just silent and he's like no i can't and
1: he's just like mm, yeah i thought not and it's just like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like she's just like that's heavy man i hope that answered your <laughs> question like yeah that was a good scene too yeah and one thing about that scene is that and it made me re- remember that there's one little editing quirk in this film is that like I don't know It Maybe in an attempt To emulate older films Or to give it more Of like a documentary Nature Like it does Like these fade outs Where it's like Like what's it, Not like a wipe Like a Star Wars wipe But it does like Oh a just few. a dissolve Yeah Yeah um, I, it, that, that was like it, That almost threw me Off guard for a second Because it almost gave it Like this playful quality Because I was like It was like that It's like for example In that scene He's like I can't be cured And he's like I thought so and then it goes to the next scene. Yeah. And that's also almost like a theater-like quality. And then also one other great scene, mm-hmm. that, and this is the last one I'll add to the list, <laughs> is um, at the end of the film, and throughout the film, She uh, there's this theater star that decides to be- befriend John. Mm-hmm. And they have correspondence. Um, and when they know John's dying, they take him to a theater show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is like Lynch's like uh, version, I guess, because at the time it was impossible, of like, Joe and John enjoying cinema. Yeah. Because, he, he loves plays, too, in theater. Yeah. So he goes into the theater, and it's an extravagant play, and the sets are luscious, and everything is great. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, um, she says, uh, let's give a hand for John Merrick, and they all give him a standing ovation. And that's, yeah. like, really the triumphant moment. Yeah. Like, just before he dies, because in the next scene, he goes to bed and then passes away, mm-hmm. knowing that he's lived a full life, and I guess it's time to go.
0: Yeah, that scene was... That was the one scene for me. I really liked it. It was very nice, but I was like, oh, and then everyone clapped.
1: <laughs> this is literally an in everyone clapped moment. And the thing is, like, you know, if I looked this up, though, I bet it's true. It's not. It's not? It's,
0: well, I looked it up, and uh, they say it's vi- unlikely that that actually happened. Uh, the theater scene? That he even knew that actress... Oh,
1: really? So that whole thing was fabricated, the whole relationship? Well,
0: I don't, all I read was, like, it's
1: probably not true. Why isn't my biopic full non-fiction? Why is there <laughs> lies in it? Why can't they get the name right? I, I don't know, like,
0: I, I don't think there's that much about him documented. Yeah, it was He's just, just a guy. It was just a guy. I mean,
1: supposedly he was in, like, the newspapers, and the queen wrote him a letter. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Uh, that was true. So he was, like, kind of famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, you know, hey, whatever. The social network's better. Cause Marky Mark is kind of a funny, fast-talking guy. Okay, <laughs> just remember that. I like that opening scene of him with the girl at the bar or whatever. <laughs> Where he's just spilling his spaghetti everywhere. Like, he's just so oblivious. <laughs> uh, that's, such a un- I, that's such an unflattering portrait of Mark Zuckerberg. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's a really smart guy. But, like, he's also, like, a total ass <laughs> crack, man. Like, he's just the worst type of guy. You just describe him, and now he's going... <laughs> One
0: thing this movie does that I also want to highlight is that it, um, it does something that I haven't seen in a lot of other movies where Trees wants to rescue Joseph from these crowds of people who just look at him as a monster. Um... And they just do it to impress their friends and stuff. And then he brings him to the hospital. And then he starts having his friends come over and have tea with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that they don't really like him. And they're doing it for the exact same reason that the freak show patrons were doing it. Yeah. Um, and then he has a reflective moment where he's like, damn, you know, I'm just doing what they're doing. Because uh, one of the nurses, who originally was not a big fan of having trees there, became a fan of him over time. She tells him, like, you're just doing the same thing that they're doing. And there's a there's a great scene where he's like, you know, am I just doing this for myself? And I think the answer was yes, he was. And then after that, he genuinely became his friend,
1: I think. Well, they they... They make it like uh, they make it complex enough that you can really decide. The thing is, you see, with Tree is that he has this fascination with the creature from a professional standpoint. Yeah. But it's very obvious, like he has the compassion uh, for John Merrick. I mean, he's the one who, basically, as his wife says in the film. Um, he's the reason why john has a happy life at all yeah because nobody else wanted to rescue this freak yeah and even if it was driven just by his you know medical curiosity he still did a good thing anyway mm-hmm. um and their relationship is great he treats him very well and the thing is like they john is like receptive to that because he's like i want to meet people mm-hmm. because people before didn't want to talk to me yeah so they play with that in a sense, but i th- I think when Treus asks, "Am I a good man or a bad man?" I think it's the former you think he's a good man as as portrayed in the film yes yeah I, th- I
0: like overall, yes, but I think um I think that aspect was still negative yeah right? well like Joseph wants to meet them, right, but they don't really want to meet him. And it reminded me, I'm not going to say anyone's name, but it reminded me of this person in high school who was on the spectrum, mm. and P- do you know who I'm talking about? Mm. And people would just, like, hype him up ironically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because they actually liked him or knew him, it was just because he was on the spectrum. And that's what, I hated people doing that then, and, like, seeing that reflection in the movie of him being like, am I a bad man for doing this? I think you're a bad man for doing that, but a good man overall, and then I think he cut that shit out. And- yeah only had people who actually wanted to see him go see him you
1: know i mean he only lived to 27 you know yeah. he didn't have a lot of time yeah so uh r.i.p big merrick i <laughs> miss you buddy
0: there was this um drama that i i'm gonna assume was real where there's a janitor working there and then he finds
1: uh he finds Should I call him Joseph? I'm just gonna call him Joseph. Who finds Joseph... Um, We're talking about the character John Merrick in the not-totally-accurate biopic Elephant Man.
0: Okay, fine. He sees Joseph in the isolation (laughs) ward, which is where uh, Tree sneaks him into. And then he's like, I'm gonna make some good money off of you. So he... At night, when the hospital, like, shuts down, he brings people on up to, to laugh at him for... And he gets some money for it. Um... I guess there aren't any night nurses. Were night nurses
1: not a thing at that time? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It, it. It's just a weird portion of the film where it's like Joseph is getting whisked away every once in a while and he, A, doesn't tell anybody and, B, nobody finds out.
0: I, yeah, but, like, he's... You know, he's really uh, a really timid person yeah. in this movie. Like, he wouldn't even talk to trees when he had the ability to speak right. or, like, even answer his questions. So and john or uh cheese is like why didn't you why didn't you speak up about this why not about this and he's like well i was afraid you'd be mad or something like that um so i guess he didn't say anything because he didn't want any consequences but it is weird that like and they're like yelling in the hospital and i don't know the whole no night nurses thing kind of bugged me but they do have a scene where because they didn't have electric lighting I guess at the time they only had the gas lighting you see the nurse kind of close up shop and call it a night so there's continuity in the movie Mm -hmm. so whatever I'll let it slide but it's weird yeah it's weird I
1: don't know Um, what else do I have to say Mm, you know that pretty much sums it up you know the thing with this movie is that it's as I said it's it's fairly direct Mm -hmm. and there isn't really anything technically wrong with this film for me no um, like the only thing is is a little bit of maybe excess sentimentalism like maybe if the film was a little bit more complex because they play with that idea with trees and his morality and that mm-hmm. was like an, one of the most interesting portions um, but it's just uh, a well pa- a well packaged film altogether. yeah it had all the right notes it'll make you feel something um, and I mean it looks good as hell I saw an article
0: uh, and the title was Something like if you watch a uh, racer, if you watch the elephant man and don 't feel anything I don't want to know you, and I have to agree with that sound <laughs> there's one thing I want to talk about um lastly in this movie that I've noticed that Lynch does, and I really, really like it. He just like hand waves roadblocks in such a funny way, so bites wants to get to the elephant man effort or the elephant man sorry Joseph Merrick he wants to get to him. Um, and he comes in at one point and he's like, uh, to trees, he's like, give me my property back. And trees is like, mm, I don't think so, buddy. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm going to go to the police and tell them about this. And Trees is like, yeah, you know, yeah, go for it. Let's see how that works out for you. That was the
1: dumbest thing to say. I'm going to go to the police. You need to give me my human slave back. <laughs> <laughs> you better. And he's like, no, nah, fuck off.
0: Um, or I guess, uh, so- That is the scene. So, he he wants to go and do that. He wants to go and get his man back. Um, So, he has to get into the hospital, and he has to sneak past people to go up to the isolation ward, because people can't just go there. Um, So, Lynch does this thing where there's just a random fight in the hospital room of two like bloodied women oh yeah and i noticed he just does that it's really funny like this character has to get from point a to point b but there's a roadblock, and he just kind of like hand waves it away in a really interesting way like oh there's just a like a bar fight happening in this hospital where like 20 people <laughs> are involved yeah. and that's a distraction for him to like go up he does in like twin peaks too where oh, there's just like a sailor convention at the Great Northern and they're all using bouncy balls. Uh, This is a weird thing. Like, you never know why these two bloody women are fighting, but they're just fighting and that allows the character to advance in the script. It's so funny every time he does it.
1: Yeah. It's one of his quirks that I really like. If you've seen some of his stuff, you'll notice some of his little idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. throughout the film that kind of put his stamp on it. Yeah. And once again, would be a relatively normal for a Lynch film.
0: Yeah. There's like one dream sequence, which I I really like. Uh, John just goes to bed and uh, it just starts off as like, the camera is just running across these pipes, like the gas pipes, and you just hear them hissing. And then uh, uh, Joseph Merrick is like, just sitting there and then um, that janitor guy brings up a mirror to his face and then they all laugh at him and you just see his reflection Uh, I really like that I like um, how they opened it on gas pipes hissing because that's probably all he would he would hear just constantly in that room is gas pipes and that big uh, bell that they have you'd hear you'd hear that clock whirling and stuff so that would probably be in noises that would be in his dreams
1: um was there anything else can't think of it. It's just a really good movie. Solid picture. Yeah. And only three years after Eraserhead, he got this big hit.
0: Yeah. He was working on another movie, um, but he was like, oh, I'm never going to find money for, to make this. So he just made this instead. Thank
1: you, Lynch. Thank you. Ten bags. Thanks. Ten bags for yeah. you? For me, it's four bags out of five. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bringing the energy down here, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, it's six out of five bags. This is the best movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Six out of five bags. <laughs> Holy this is the, shit! This is the best fucking movie. Oh I my ever god! The cop originally hearing it first. I don't. I think I think I'll quit the show because I don't see the point of watching any other movie except for Elephant Man. All right, last episode. All right, guys. You know it's been a blast. Uh, um, you know it's it's been fun. It's been fun enough. So like reviewing movies, even though you get movies like
0: Pin and they are what they are. <laughs> And they just kinda of suck and then you you, then know, you get, get good Tom, movie like, Tommy and it's not good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Then you get a Phantom of the Paradise and yeah. When we were at Mulvey Flea Market, I the there was this little store where they sell like Funko Pops and posters, you know that one? Kinda in the corner? I think so. There's a they they had a Phantom of the Paradise poster and this guy came up and he's like, Oh, Phantom of the Paradise, this movie's a classic and I was like, "What is up with Winnipegers in this movie? Fucking... Why this movie, guys? Come on! I really don't get it. Like this, is it because the movie is like classic rock and Winnipegers just love ninety four point seven?
1: Why can't it be like a cool rock movie, like
0: uh, Rocky sp- Horror, like Spinal Tap? yeah Spinal Tap or heavy metal or something. I gotta rewatch that. It's <laughs> something cool, you know. Friends yeah, on
1: fuck, man." Just a Jeez. crappy Fandom of the Opera. Sorry, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just fan of the Paradise is not good.
0: Alright, here's a post-bags for you. Okay. Speaking of Anthony Hopkins, I watched Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> released in 1992. Good movie. Like, almost a 10 beggar movie, but...
1: Man, Keanu Reeves in it sucks. It's just terrible. Okay, let's talk about the Keanu slander that's uh, that I noticed from you. Uh, what's uh, you don't like the Matrix, man?
0: He's... I don't like the Matrix. I I learned recently that a new ones coming out. I won't be watching it.
1: Um, you what? It's Matrix what? Four.
0: First of all, the Matrix is just baby's first philosophy. It's not. But it's epic. No. And it looks really bad. If we're gonna, you know, give Twilight shit for being all blue, The Matrix is really ugly. I mean, it has some... A few nice shots, but... And Keanu Reeves... It's is green like, like
1: in a computer.
0: Yeah, computers aren't green, dipshit. <laughs> but they used to be. Okay, well, I don't even know if that's true. Uh, Keanu Reeves can act. That's like if I... If I acted in a movie, it'd be like Keanu Reeves. Like, um... Oh, what... <laughs> oh. oh, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the red pill, and be red pill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Keanu, just a sigma male dipshit. Hey,
1: come on, man! He's Canadian. Like is he again?
0: Canadians. He's so they just...
1: wholesome. Like, he's he's a handsome guy. Just like Keanu, man. Can't, come on.
0: Canadians can't make movies? I <sighs> learned this time can't and time say, again.
1: Don't, you don't mean that. He just oh.
0: I'm the chosen one oh and he's really bad in this movie like seriously and he, in Dracula he does this fake British accent which is so bad and then they put on this ungodly grey wig on him to, <laughs> to age him which is so terrible I know people also talk shit about Winona Ryder in this movie but she was fine and she's the reason the movie exists so she's, thank you she was okay yeah yeah I think she was fine um But, like, Anthony Hopkins and Mr. Oldman. I've already forgotten your first name. He... Mr. Mr. Oldman. Is it Jeff? Uh, No. Gary. Fuck. I can't remember (laughs) those names, man. God. Gary Oldman, Anthony Hopkins. They are really, really good in this movie. Anthony Hopkins in this plays, like... Well, he's Abraham Van Helsing, but he he plays him, like, so dry and sarcastic. Like, again, completely different from uh, The Elephant Man or um science of the lambs he's just a good actor i also saw him in a hitchcock biopic that was he was also good in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. um but yeah he he plays on <laughs> this is one scene where uh one of winona ryder's friends she became a, a vampire and then they had to kill her and then she's like crying to ben helsing and she's like was it was she in a lot of pain and he's like, yeah, yeah, she was in a lot of pain, and then we cut off her head, and we drove a stake through her heart, and <laughs> now she's fine. No. <laughs> it's just like, there isn't another joke in that movie, like but that one is just so funny. Kayla and I watched that, we were just laughing for like, <laughs> into the next scene almost, is so funny. Um, and yeah, uh, Gary Oldman in this as Dracula, Whew, so good practical effects in it are banging. Soundtrack's great. The movie looks so good. I just wish Keanu Reeves was someone else. I think (laughs) they just wanted to get like a hot young guy to be in the movie. Yeah, you know, he
1: just, you know, he's hip. He's in Point Break. He's in Matrix. So you can be like, oh, a vampire. Who wants to go see Gary Oldman in grandma makeup (laughs) and Winona Ryder in a literary adaptation nobody so you put keanu in there for the money the bucks. i, th- I don't think the, you movie got the really- young girls in <laughs> where are the girls where are the girls now
0: <sighs> yeah really good um this movie honestly could use an intermission though i know too that's hard. kind of dead at, at this point nobody does intermissions it's not too long it's two hours long but it's just so dense that I think you kind of need to take a a five a fiver kind of reset and then get back into it in the second half because I know that Caitlin was like okay the let's get this going <laughs> but it's on it's just like two hours it's not long it's just very dense you need a you need an intermission in this
1: movie I don't mind intermissions coming back like just give me five minutes just like you know yeah let me go take a whiz let me get some more popcorn. corn yeah it'd be kind of convenient they do that the why park, they... they do that at the park theater and yeah. it's like hey this is cool with me mean. I mean, well, it interrupts the flow of the movie like a kid man like you know <laughs> like we were let's be honest we're human okay and we all have limits okay <laughs> so let's just acknowledge them and move on yeah they do it at the park theater and it's
0: it's not bad it's really nice you get to go to the washroom go back like you said to concession grab
1: another drink uh, you're good Think about, you know, if the first half of the movie was, like, uh, 45 minutes and the next half is, like, 47. That means you're going to have, like, um, a movie that's an hour and 32 minutes. (laughs) And then you can kind of play around in your head with that a little bit, too. And that's a good time while you're waiting for the movie to restart. And um, I I guess why they don't do it anymore is probably because...
0: I mean, those poor wages at Cineplex don't want to deal with... The, s- the same
1: customers two times? Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Like, that would be so many... It would be a nonstop rush all yeah, day. Yeah. Like, when a big movie comes out, like Star Wars, like, those concession lines are crazy. I mean, you worked there.
1: Yes, I did. How, how were those rushes? you know really long and they last the whole time and then you know you're just working for a while uh, <laughs> did those shifts go by fast or uh, you know this was like six years ago you know I I did I just got hired before Force Awakens the movie comes out and everyone's like popcorn now now yeah. now now yeah. ticket 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 ABX upsize it double double layer give me the Ray toy <laughs> no give me the R2-D2 toy no, fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> But, you know, it's fun. It's fun to be in the theater when everyone's like, hey, a big movie coming out. Everyone's excited. Ah, it's been a while since that happened. Shout out to Kobe. <laughs> yeah, man. Didn't you pretend to be blind, or not blind, deaf to a couple of people? Yeah, questions? you know, I, I, I realized uh, over the course of an interaction with a customer, I didn't say anything. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure they thought I was deaf. So I was like, let me see if I can roll with this. And I did, and mm. I didn't say anything and then they gave me a little tip after you know look okay was that immoral who's to say you know who's to say you just roll with the punches I just roll with the punches c'est la vie you know you just you know it's all good you know you are what you choose to be yeah Superman you know (laughs) uh was there anything you want to talk about Uh, that's about it well what are we doing next week (laughs) it's
0: That's me for one for a second, please. Uh, (laughs) We'll find out what
1: we're doing. All right, here we go. We're not prepared. Yeah, we had the last few movies queued up for a while, so... You know, it's time to head to... uh, You know, I'm going to veto... I'm going to have veto power here. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Because I really like good movies. You know, some of them... I don't want another krull, okay? Where I already forget as each day goes by more and more of the film. Did we review that? Lucas, no. you're just proving my point here. You know, let's see. Let's see the movie picks. Come okay.
0: on, give me a second here.
1: But yeah, The Crow. Holy shit, that movie was really boring. The Crow. Yeah. So it's not a cop classic. No, we're not. I'm good on The Crow. Okay, but we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna run out of cult films eventually, and we're gonna have to do it. I know, just look, <laughs> just cool it for now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess yeah, I get you.
0: I guess we never talked about um, they released promo pics for the Cowboy Bebop uh, live action show. Yeah,
1: it looks fine. It, it looks, looks so goofy. Looks like cosplay for Spike. The other characters' the costumes fine. Uh, look, just dropped the first season. Let's let me make my judgment. Um, I'm not that excited for it. Well,
0: I did. Uh, I did the wheel, and we got two ninety four. So I have to spin again.
1: I turned 94 with Starship Troopers for the records. And that's a good film, but we've already done it. And I don't think it's as soon. And It's, it's not um, time for a re-review. No, that would be too soon. Too soon. Maybe in the 10th anniversary. All
0: right, we got 310. Okay, what is Ladies it? and gentlemen, brrr, 310 is for a few dollars more. So do you want to do um, the least. good, the bad, and the ugly first?
1: No, A Fistful of Dollars.
0: That one's first? Yeah. Oh, do you want to do that one first? Yeah. Because I've been meaning to watch those movies.
1: Yeah, let's do A Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> okay. Nice. And then we can do the other two later. Yeah. we will space them out. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is that, but The Good and the Bad the Ugly is supposed to be like the golden child of uh, Yeah, Yeah, because they're
1: not like, it's like a trilogy, but they're like, it's like an anthology type of deal oh really it just follows this guy with no name oh clint eastwood uh, yeah clint eastwood mm. and then it's just three separate tales but then the good the and bad and ugly supposedly the best one but we'll start with a fistful of dollars nice okay i'm gonna watch that uh, probably tomorrow maybe i'll watch it tonight
0: <laughs> i can't why uh no excuse well if you want we could watch it later tonight later tonight like late
1: oh yeah so I have, to, <laughs> I have to be kind of up semi-early tomorrow
0: what, what's tomorrow
1: i just i have planned oh nice uh yeah i have a party thing tonight so okay it's going down you're yelling timber you mm-hmm. better move mm-hmm. you better dance mm-hmm. so get down lucas and report back to us yeah, i'll tell you how it went okay
0: but yeah, I'm excited to watch the movie. I've been meaning to watch it forever. I know you really like that soundtrack for uh, The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. We would be hanging out and blast cranking
1: that. Play some Ecstasy and Gold, you know, just chilling, you know. <laughs> smoking some tobacco. No. Tobacco, yeah.
0: Oh, tobacco, yes. Tobacco. I smoke tobacco, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, know, it's good to take the edge off every once in a while. Oh, yeah.
1: Is there anything you wanted to shout out? uh sh- you know shout out uh you know i guess the last thing to say and you know it's something we've been waiting too long to say shout out to george floyd and his family yeah the uh, avici said the best Was did you Avicii? see that Avicii got a google doodle a couple of days ago for what for his 32nd what would be his 32nd birthday there's running out of ideas, or do you think that one was paid? Hey, Avicii. R.I.P. Post some respect on Avicii's name, bro. Wasn't it who's it, who shouted out George Floyd's family? Oh Geta. That was David. Geta. Yes, David Getta. <laughs> David Getta is with is still with us. Yes. Uh, yeah. For better or for worse. dee dig it do Hamster dance. It's ended racism. Uh, yeah. MLK. Gandhi, David Geta. Those are your top three Fortnite characters. Grab that bag and rendezvous. We gonna get the double <laughs> U. Yeah, we're gonna be in Fortnite soon, guys. Just wait. That's how you know we made the big time. Like MLK, he made the big time when he got <laughs> in Fortnite. Sorry, can't it. <laughs> nice. You can't. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Epic Games. Very cool. You know, you got promotional pictures with MLK with the
0: PS5 logo so, across s- his head. So
1: based, you know, tasteful. <laughs> Very tasteful. Very. Uh, you learn any new bass licks? No, nothing, nothing yet. Just you been slacking. Been... Yeah, well, I just been pl- practicing some old stuff. You know. What are you practicing? Uh, just yeah, I, yeah, you know, say well, say well, yeah. You must be keeping at it. i'll I'll keep it at it don't worry i'm I'm grueling away i have the i have the calluses to prove it there's no skin on the finger here and uh yeah it kind of (laughs) hurts so yeah
0: (laughs) i thought of an easy one you could try and learn what london calling i'll try that one punk ones are usually musically simple (laughs) It's just the intro is like the doom, 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 doom. Mm-hmm. but after that, like the when the vocals kicks in, it's kind of just like a simple chord. Yeah, you okay. could learn that one. Catch any shinies lately? <laughs> um, you know what? No. Well, how? Uh, well, okay. I got a lot in Pokemon Go because they're uh, they're a lot easier than the core series games. Yeah. Um, but my like. My grail right now is I got a shiny Heracross. Heracross is one of my favorites just because he's just a dumb bug, and that's all he is. <laughs> a just dumb a, bug. Like, I really like his design, but his design is just an actual insect that exists in real life. and it's like, like,
1: slightly humanoid. Yeah, he's, he's just, just standing up. up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And, like, he's a bug fighting type, but, like, usually when they give it something other than, like, the normal typing, like fire typing they'll put flames on it or something yeah and he's a bug fighting type but he has no nothing fighting like he doesn't have big arms he's just like a bug standing (laughs) up i just love him he's so like uninspired that it's inspired you know what i mean yeah um and i got so for some pokemon they have different physical attributes depending on their sex so the female heracross has this little heart uh on its horn instead of like Uh, the spikes that the guy has and the shiny uh heracross is pink instead of blue really yeah so i have a shiny uh female heracross so it's like pink with a little heart on top Uh, i was like let's fucking go (laughs) because heracross uh in pokemon go you can only get uh it in basically like texas and that sort of area Thanks, man. Thanks,
1: Niantic. Niantic, yeah. I'm going to go to Texas to get the fucking Pokemon. Like, thanks for making Pokemon Go limited by my income. I, that's a one
0: part of the game which is really annoying, but they had, like, they always have these events in the game where yeah. um, only specific Pokemon will be out. Yeah. And they also have raids where just one Pokemon is, like, at a gym and you have to go there, typically with buddies because it's just so strong and beat it. Um, so for one of the events they had hair crosses in raids like oh, yeah. worldwide so Kayla and I were like oh let's fucking get them and luckily I got a shiny I was like no fucking way and then <laughs> the, go. they had Kangaskhan in uh, raids a little bit before that and typically you can only get Kangaskhan in Australia and then I got a shiny <laughs> one of those too and I was
1: like what the fuck is happening let's go <laughs> save you a couple thousand dollars <laughs>
0: You used to be able to cheat. I know in Pokemon Go, like cheating location. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you can still do that. Probably, but you could try, but the ban you. You <laughs> do break your account. <laughs> Dude, that's the last time, Bucko. But I was looking for that uh, lucky egg in Pokemon Crystal, which you can find on wild Chances. Chanseys you can find any time of the day because in Crystal they have a day uh, or morning day and night cycle. Um, with its clock, um, and you can find Chansey any time of the day. Typically, like rare Pokemon, they'll only be available like morning, morning day, or like night. But luckily, Chansey you can get any time of the day. So, it it's a one percent chance to encounter a wild Chansey in three roots and then it's a five percent chance that it will hold the lucky egg so all in all it's a one in two thousand chance of like if you're just running in the wild you'll encounter a bl- or a chancy holding lucky egg it took me like 20 hours in game to find it but i was doing this on emulator because i'm not going to do them real time and i sped it up uh so, but it still took me hours to to yeah. find but and it's just like oh, wild encounter not it run away <laughs> look 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 that's not it okay and go, 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 go. I, <laughs> I was just doing that for hours so but i found it um so that was my big pull
1: you're doing god's work son all you shiny Andres out there you're mm-hmm. doing god's work in the older games they don't actually have real
0: or i still think to this day they don't have real rng because apparently true rng doesn't actually exist Mm, but it's like the yeah so so if you have programs you can just like figure out what frame you have to encounter a pokemon and then you're guaranteed to get this specific pokemon with it being shiny with its natures with its ivs all depending on like what frame you actually interact with the the grass or get the egg or stuff like that which is kind of interesting but i'll try that out in the future because it does kind of take the fun away from it yeah like if you're just like okay i'll go to this town frame 3168 <laughs> it's like well then just use an action replay at that point you yeah. know yeah you're just taking the fun away <laughs> but i'll try to one day just for the the heck of it i'm gonna try and shiny hunt Mewtwo because that was my one shiny hunt i did and then it killed itself in confusion so i need to redeem myself but uh yeah that's my shiny hunt spiel. Yeah.
1: I should get Pokemon Go one day when I get data, I promise you. I'll get Pokemon Go. Yeah,
0: it's just very draining on the data. You can only really reliably play it if you have unlimited.
1: I'm gonna I'll find it. One day I'll find the golden plan, and that'll be it, guys. I won't be mad at no data anymore. That's it. Rat, mad at no data? Rat, right, Matt. It's not my name! I'm not rat, Matt. I'm just regular <laughs> mad! I'm human mad! <laughs> That's like the. Uh... That's such a funny nickname, like... (laughs) Rat Matt! (laughs) Don't, don't, I don't want people to call me Rat Matt. It's like an elementary school, like, (laughs) bully name. Rat Matt. Classic. (laughs) That's what they call me in the South, then. (laughs) Gang gang. Uh, Anything else you want to shout out? That's it for me. Okay. Well, it was nice having you on the show. I'm sorry this was your last episode, but... It's all good, you know, uh, all good things must come to an end and all that bullshit, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll just find, uh, something else to take up my time on Thursdays. Well, you know, uh,
0: there's a lot of people out there, so I'm sure for next episode I can find, uh, another guy named Matt with the same sort of Another voice, rat, Matt. Another voice at the same voice that you have and same kind of personality, so it was nice knowing you, but next time it will be, uh, a new Matthew. Because you know, it's like in Star Trek: The Motion Picture when Kirk just really needs to have Spock by his side. You know, yeah. I need to have a Matthew. So it was nice knowing you, but you'll be replaced next episode. You know, good luck in all your future plans, and you know, Godspeed, Spider
1: Man. Peace out, Rat right out of the building. <laughs>